0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Well, we're 0-9, and that's far from fine. Uncharted waters for the Raiders. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 423. Well, if you haven't guessed already, there's going to be no post-game and no pre-game, because why? I just want to know what the hell I'm supposed to do as a podcaster. As someone involved in sports and the Raiders for sure, I'm at a loss for words for this season. I, I, I just can't conjure up some type of imaginary possibilities of us to win or why we lost because you know we're we're spastic man one day we're awesome almost win next day we're punks and we get stepped on by a bronco hoe you know it's almost funny if it wasn't so tragic people talk about the draft (laughs) the draft in november that is brutal you're talking about a new coaching staff look One thing is for sure. I mean, the for sure thing is this coaching staff's going to take a big change. I hope. Uh, Maybe it won't. Maybe we'll just keep all these coaches. What do you think about that? I mean, my blood's boiling just at the very thought of it. But, you know, as dysfunctional as we are, um, I'm not liking what I'm hearing. Listen to what Tony Sperano has to say about his offensive coordinator. You'd think this guy... Was frickin' Superman,
1: Coach Speranos brought to you in part by McDonald's and Mission Peak Orthopedics Medical Group. Coach, appreciate your time. As always, this weekend it was another another rough one. This was a game that you were in, like you were saying. It was thirteen to ten. Then it goes to forty-one to ten. What happened?
2: Uh well, I mean, we we ended up. Uh... In a situation at 13-10 to 10 where we had a chance, you know, there uh, towards the end of the half and, uh, you know, to uh, move the football, we ended up turning the ball over in that situation and, uh, you know, really had him stopped on downs, you know, on a third down play uh, and, and had him off the field and, uh, you know, they threw a screen pass there, so it was a turnover, First of all, leading to a screen which led to three missed tackles and uh and the next thing you know he's in the end zone, so now it's a twenty to ten game at halftime and you're still okay. I mean, we went on the road to Seattle last you know, the week before that and, and faced that same deal and I thought the guy's mindset was really pretty good in the locker room. I mean, at that point, but, you know, I think that, that giving that score up just before then, you know, with the circumstances being what they were, might have, you know, They might have felt that one a little bit, you know, as players. And, uh, you know, we came out in the second half and we still had a chance here and, uh, you know, to get things going. And we just, you know, we couldn't get things going, uh, you know, consistently enough offensively. And then they, uh, you know, they added some scores there, you know, uh, throwing the football on us a little bit.
1: Coach, can you talk a little bit about uh, Derek throwing the ball to an offensive lineman? You must have talked to him about that play. What did he see? What did he think he saw? Or was it just... uh just you know just just brain cloud just just a, a moment of panic in a rookie quarterback
2: yeah actually I didn't talk to him I mean the players have today off you know we have two games here in the next 10 days so I gave him today off uh you know which was part of a plan thing you know from the beginning here knowing that we had this stretch of games you know with really three in you know in 15 16 days uh but um you know I thought I heard Derek mention after a ball game that he just you know he felt uh, at that time, some pressure and uh you know, and didn't see his check down and normally that's where the back checks down, and he saw the color flash and you know and that was you know unfortunately you know it was cleave. so uh you know it just ended up being one of those plays that uh you know had probably a bang-bang thing, you know, that happened in his brain. You know, I mean, I don't think anybody can really, you know, really put themselves in the position of a quarterback and how fast things are happening out there in that situation. And, you know, and uh, it was just one of those reactive plays.
1: Raider coach Tony Sperano here on ninety five seven. The Game. There are nine running backs in the NFL who have more rushing yards than the Raiders do as a team. Why is it so difficult to run the ball or if they got all these guys in the box why isn't throwing the ball a little bit easier
2: well I think it's a double you know there's two answers you know I think those are two different questions but why is it so hard to run the football right now I mean I think our number of attempts Number of plays. I would imagine those players that have the number of rushing yards that you're talking about probably also have more attempts than we have. Okay, and uh, you know, I know going into the game this weekend, we had you know in and around if you took out short yards around 135 rushing attempts in eight games. That was an average of about 17 a game. Well, we ran the ball 15 times yesterday. You know, and and part of that is, you know, obviously due to the fact that we were so far behind in the game and we had to get ourselves going and we played – in two-minute offense from six minutes left in the third quarter on. So, uh, you know, we had some efficient runs early in the game. I mean, again, that efficient run, you know, I think people want to see 25-yard runs. So do I. And, uh, you know, but uh, in our league, you're playing the number one rushing defense in the league, and you're gaining six, and you're gaining four, and sometimes you're going to gain two, you know, and you got to stay the course. And uh, we just weren't able to stay the course in that ball game. We couldn't convert third downs. We converted 20, you know, eight, percent or 26 percent on third down and gave up you know somewhere around I don't know 45 to 47 percent so that's not going to equal a lot of plays you're not going to be on the field long offensively and you're going to be on the field too long defensively
1: coach uh, I'm guessing Greg Olson is still calling the plays on game day or does that go through you and uh, if it does not have you considered stripping Greg Olson of his game-day play calling responsibilities?
2: No, sure haven't. So, uh, you know, I have all the confidence in the world in Greg. Greg does, you know, Greg's done a great job since I've been here, you know, and uh, uh, of calling the game, and I have all the confidence in the world in Greg calling the game. In fact, you know, to be honest with you, the guy, you know, really is uh, is one of the brighter minds that I've been around, you know, in this business and uh you know, he's done a good job that way, you know, I mean, uh so I am not uh you know, I'm not calling the plays. I mean, I have input into the game plan obviously, you know, uh and uh quite a bit of input into the game plan on both sides of the ball right now. You know, and in the special teams game. But uh you know, as far as calling the plays go, you know, I uh, that's Greg's responsibility. I need to concentrate on a line and manage the game.
0: You can give me all the frickin' accolades of your ass, coach. But Olsen is a bum. He's a bum. Now, Tarver, I think he's got some hope. Olsen's a bum. I like our uh, special teams coach. But really... What happens when there's a change at the top? What happens when there's a change at GM? You get a new coach and a new staff, as we've seen throughout the NFL. So we might like this guy or not like that guy, but chances of any of these guys staying, pretty damn slim. Even Sperano has got a short, short leash, especially if he goes 0-16. You know he' going to be out the door, no matter how good he is. There's a long list of coaches. You know, Harbaugh, listen, man, he ain't coming to Oakland. Any idiot sports writer who writes such bullshit, you know, he's just gasping for something to write because it ain't going to happen. It's certainly not going to happen for the Raiders. So let's move beyond that. Gruden, there's a possibility, but it's very slim. Now, Holmgren has been around the block a few times He's come by, he's stopped, he's rubbed elbows. But he's also pretty old. I mean, he's hasn't been in the league in a long time. Do you really want him? Do you want the offensive coordinator from the Broncos? You know, do you want Del Rio? I cannot think he's a good candidate. But really, it doesn't make a difference what the hell we think. Because Mark Davis is fucking lost, man. He is lost. Here's how fucking lost this bonehead is. This is his franchise. It's his team. Why doesn't he come out and at least calm the Raider Nation? Why doesn't he come out in a press release and say things will get better or working on making improvements, something, anything? No, he's going to sit behind the behind the desk, behind that desk, behind a wall, and... And, and hide, literally, like a pussy, behind other people and other people's ideas. I am sick of this ownership already. At least we'd have Al Davis up here with a projector kicking some ass somewhere, but Mark Davis is just not an NFL owner, in my opinion. Some people think Reggie McKenzie should stay. I think he's going to stay for at least another year. Unfortunately, he's going to have probably one of the best drafts uh, since he's been here, and we'll see what happens. He's done okay. So I can't say it's an absolute sham, but I swear if this guy picks one free agent that's over 35, he should be fired immediately, without a doubt. We have an opportunity to build a team around a quarterback and a defensive player of the year in MAC, I am sure. If not, it's a tragedy. I think there's a lot to build on, but I do think there's so many freaking question marks. It's not even funny. Now, Mark can't even talk to any coaches or anybody right now without permission, and he's not asking. Um, People might not want to come here. I see a big change, and the big change is no fucking change because, again, the Raiders look like a place that nobody wants to come to. Why? because we're fucking starting over again. And honestly, uh, this season's over for me. I'm looking at basketball. Uh, I really don't give a shit. I hope the Raiders lose the rest of the season Uh, because, not because I'm a hater, it's because I think we deserve the number one pick in the draft for what we've been through. The worst thing that can happen to me is we win a game and then we're third in the draft because Jacksonville... And Tampa, Tampon Bay is worst team, whatever that they, however they're gonna figure it out. But we need the first draft because we need to trade that first for a bunch of other players because we got a ton of holes. And you know, like that. My other big fear is <laughs> who do we keep? Who is Reggie gonna hand another check to? We're gonna keep McFadden and DMC. I mean, are we gonna keep you know are we gonna keep everybody that we don't need like Khalif Barnes? If I see that fucker on the field again, I'm gonna throw up. We need to clean this fucking house. And I'm sorry about the F bombs, but honestly, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the buffoonery in the office. It is a tragedy that us as a fan base can't put a finger on the direction of the team. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's so fucking much bullshit. As many things that could go great for the Raiders in this offseason, I have fears of it not going great because I'm just not hearing the right things I want to hear from Mark Davis, a far cry from his father. Now let's go to San Antonio. Perhaps they will. San Antonio is a playa. San Antonio means business, and Mark is listening. The reason I know this is because there's really been no emphatic denials. There's been peripheral denials, like the secretary to the secretary's secretary's buddy. Oh, no, the Raiders aren't moving. But you don't hear any of that from the front office because the buffoonery here is, well, he's using them as leverage against L.A. What a bunch of horseshit. He has no leverage once his mom passes away, he's got nothing. He's got to sell the team, and that's the end of it. And I think that's what he sees. I don't truly believe that he's vested in this team. I have people say, I'm his friend. He, he really loves this team. I think it's absolute shit. What would you do as an owner? What would you do as an owner of this franchise at this point in the career and the season? Really? What would you do? What would you say to the Raider Nation? How would you come about and give confidence in the direction of this team? Well, anything would be better than the crickets we're hearing. The move to San Antonio is very real, folks. The Alamo Dome is beautiful. It's ready for a team, and they got lots of money there. Moving the Raiders to to, uh, San Antonio is a very, very real possibility. I expect any day... Uh, after the season's end, for the trucks to pull up in front of Alameda, unload all the stuff out of the offices, and off in the sunset the Raiders will go, and where they stop, nobody knows. But I do not think they will be here in Oakland. It just doesn't seem like anybody is working in that direction. So on that, I'm not trying to be a big old bummer or nothing. I'm just telling you how I feel. Uh, It's a pisser that we have no real thing to cling on except for all these horseshit stories coming out of mainstream media about Harbaugh and who's our next coach. Uh, Maybe it'll be, will Greg Olson take over? Really? There was an article, Greg Olson as head coach. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? If that's our direction, oh man, we got a long time of losing if that's the situation. So not trying to be negative because the positives are uh, everything could go the opposite of what I said. We could stay in Oakland. We could glean a great new coach. Homegrid could come in with a great staff, a great bunch of young uh, talent that can, that can make it happen. He's very good at picking players. I don't know. But the negatives are so much in our face right now. It's just not even funny and the last game at home, really? I mean, really, at home? You couldn't put up a better fight than that? We have the most anemic fucking offense in the league. The worst on third downs. The worst. The worst <laughs> running. I mean, you name the category, and we're in the shithole. We're in the shithole. We're not even the shit. We're in the down in the bottom underneath all the shit in the shithole. So it's discouraging, it's disparaging, and I just can't wait for this fucking season to be over. But for crying out fucking loud, Mark, you got to say something, bro. It's your fucking team, man. Get your ass out and let the fans know what's going on. At least give them something. And that is all I have to say about that. Alright, 1-800-620-7181 one 620 7181 I know it's tough to make this call I know it's hard to even pick up the phone Because you don't give a shit anymore um, But there's things that need to be said And the Raider Nation needs to hear from you guys So I understand why there's a lull in the phone calls Because, shit, that's probably the the great punctuation mark of our season Lull <laughs> anyhow, get on the bone line, man. Let's hear from you guys. Ladies, I know you're out there. I know you're out there and you're pissed. So let's hear it. What's the idea? What are we going to bring to the Raiders that can help us through this tough ass time? First, we have Lou Dog from lovely, sunny Southern California. What's happening, brother?
3: What's up, my Raider Nation? This is a new dog from sunny Southern California. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been on the bone line. Uh, I have been keeping up. I've been in touch. Um, I just wanted to touch on a couple things as far as the way our season's going and the way our season is going to go. Um, the three or four projected wins that we had at the start of the season, obviously two of those games have passed and we have lost, and that was to the Browns and to the Jets. Um, the next game that we might have a slight chance of winning will be uh, against the Rams. Um, other than that, I mean, it's sad to say, but we might go win this this year. I mean, if these guys don't step up, um, you know what? It's, it's just another Raider year. No, nothing else to say. The sad thing is that... uh. The Raiders are already being in talks of a uh, first-round first, dra- first uh, round draft pick, number one pick. Um, and that, that's going to be another quarterback, you know, Marcus uh, Mariota from Oregon. Uh dude's a beast. I love the way he plays, but I don't think he'll fit the what the Raiders are trying to do. Um, even if they do get Gruden, I mean, come on. You really think Gruden's going to come back to the Raiders and coach? If that is, that, that would be a damn miracle in my book. Uh, so once again, you know what? Um, the rest of the season doesn't look too good. The next three weeks don't look too good. Um, we've got Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs. Those are division rivals. And as we all know, those three teams made it to the playoffs last year. We were the only ones singled out. So, you know, we might end up one in, one in what, 15? I don't know. I'm losing track of our games now. But, uh, I guess we have to start getting ready for next year, the draft, and hopefully this, uh, general manager can come up with something since he hasn't done shit, um, but number one pick for the Oakland Raiders in the 2015 draft is Marcus Mariota from Oregon. Um, I hope the best of the seasons will go good, at least compete, at least compete, um, But that's it for now. I don't have much to say. Uh, Until next time, I'm out. Go Raiders.
0: Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I just don't see a win in our future. The Bills, maybe? Uh, That's the next team, the only team I think we could have a possibility of beating. But at this point, I really don't give a shit, really. I hope we go winless because we do want the first pick in the draft. And I want to take the first pick. I don't want to take that guy. I'd rather trade that guy for a bunch of other guys. Let's just hope there's a team out there that needs a quarterback that's willing to do some wheeling and dealing for us because that's what we're going to need. And I just don't want Reggie McKenzie wheeling and dealing for us on a first-round draft. It scares me, man, because... Uh, He's already fucked us around (laughs) enough already. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate, and I understand the vibe, bro. And next, we have Raider J-Rad, and he's in deep in hostile territory in Bruckahoe Town, Denver, Colorado. Well, I think this is before the game because he sounds so happy. (laughs) What's up, bro?
3: Yo, Raider Greg, this is J-Rad calling from, you guessed it, Donkeyville. This week is the week we're sending the hated Bronca Hoes out to the black hole. I wish I was going to be there with you, brother. I hope you have a great time. I'm glad to hear the positive outlook off the last podcast. I believe all is well in Oakland. We're going to build around these young players. We are going to have a brighter future. I stand behind Carr. I stand behind Mac. I thought Caden was the biggest improved player on the field last week. He played really well. Let's see what he can do going forward. I think we may possibly have to give Reggie another year. As much as I didn't want to admit that, I think he has dug us out of a hole. I think the Raiders have good upside coming with that said go Raiders beat the hated bronca hoes. later Greg
0: well I'm still positive about the future of the Raiders I'm still positive about our foundation Reggie well I still think he's veggie but he he's probably going to be our GM for another season uh, it's hard to say. The future is very, very uncertain for the Raiders. I mean, in every way. So that's kind of, I'm feeling uncertain. That's about it. That's a, that should be the theme of the dance show. I appreciate the call, brother. I hope we get better. And next out of Rochester, New York, we have Raider Joe up in the house. What's going on, man?
3: Hey, Raider Greg. Raider Joe out of rochester new york uh just like everybody else sounds like uh haven't called in a while and like what you said it's not really much to talk about or call in about you know it's been tough tough year we could all go on and on about it and this and that but i just listened to your latest podcast and i had to stop and call in right now because what bandito said is about you have something to look forward to that's that's what the best part about this is is Yes, this season is in the shitter. It's been in the shitter for four weeks now. We all know that. But with Carr, now Mac. Uh, I just saw a post on Facebook, the NFL Network just redid a imaginary draft. They redid it all. So Mac and Carr would have been in the top five. We have them both on our team. So that's clearly something to look forward to. Um, season's done over with, but like we said, if we beat the Broncos, this win, this season is a win because that, that that is the one game I look forward to every year, especially in Oakland. Um, my one of my best friends, is a Broncos fan, so this would be our this is our Super Bowl. Um, Connie Saturday before the game, so we're probably going to lose, um, but this is our Super Bowl. We win this one. This season is a victory, and uh, as far as the Gruden thing goes, I I'm going on the fence one side or one or the other side. I mean, I would love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's about how much power he wants. I mean, if he does the GM wants all the player personnel control, I don't think that works anymore. Shanahan proved that it doesn't work anymore. They gave it to him. It just doesn't, you can't do it nowadays, but we'll see. Um, I hope it's just not one of those, you know, like an ex-girlfriend, the one that got away. So you just the thought of her, or her coming back, um, we'll see. But anyways, I'm rambling on. Go Raiders, fuck the Broncos, and there's always next year, boys. All right, later.
0: There's always next year, boys. Seems to be a cry we've heard just a little. Too much. Yeah, well, we didn't beat the hose. The hose just slapped the fucking crap out of us in our own house. Very depressing. Our next caller, Gabriel from Mesa, Arizona. What's going on, my Raider brother?
3: Well, uh, Raider Greg, this is uh, Gabriel out here for in, uh, in uh, Mesa, Arizona. I called, called here before. This is actually my second time. I called one time for the preseason games. But uh, I just want to say uh, I hope our team beats the fucking Broncos. I, I can't stand that team. I mean, you know, I've, I haven't really talked shit this year because we suck. But, you know, if we go 0-16 or whatever, we don't win no fucking games or whatever. It is what it is. You know, I'm just getting tired of fucking saying, you know, next year. But I get tired of Bronco fans. I, God, I hate that team so much. I hate, I hate them with a passion. I hate Peyton Manning. I just oh, but anyway, the point is, if we just beat their ass, oh man, it'd be so great because I hate that team. And if, if we don't, and if, if we don't win, it doesn't compare to the Broncos in the worst fucking Super Bowl ever. I thought we had a bad Super Bowl, but they surpassed us, and I can just hope that they just lose. Four more Super Bowls in a row to surpass the Bills as the shittiest team in the fucking, fucking history. Because that will make our our winless season nothing compared to them. And, that, and that's that's you know if it comes to that, that'd be badass. Cause that god, yeah, it, man. But anyway. Go Raiders, you know. I kind of li- yeah, like I like the, the rookies that we got. They're showing some progress, especially Khalil Mack. Uh, Carr, I like to Moore, more badass. But I don't know. McKenzie got to go. He just, I don't know, he just got to go. And I hope we don't go to San Antonio. But it is what it is be a Raiders fan so I'd die and uh, screw the Broncos go Raiders
0: yeah brother I hate the Broncos as much as you I think it's probably the hated team and uh, the Raiders I think we hate them the most uh, as a group and they kicked their ass and so we'll hope they go to the Super Bowl and lose too because that's where they're going they're on their way and uh, well I really don't care about what any other team does I care what we do i just look forward to the future, and just like you, I'm so sick of saying maybe next year. Thanks for the call, bro. And next we have Raider Red from Southern Illinois. What's up, brother?
3: Raider Greg. Raider Randy. This is Raider Red here from the chilly Southern Illinois. Just wanted to give you a call, um, watch a little pregame. Getting ready to throw the barbecue down. Get ready for that 3:30 game, or three o'clock game, rather. Uh Warren Sapp, uh, I'm gonna punch you in your fat ass throat. He just predicted that the Raiders will get their worst home loss ever. My friend, you have worn the colors. F you, buddy. If you don't like the Raiders, just shut your mouth. Anybody who doesn't like the Raiders now, you've been a fan all your life, but now that they're 0 and 8, or 0 and longer than that, if you're gonna get technical about it uh jump off man get your gear throw it outside somebody will pick it up send it in to Raider Greg we can distribute to the rest of the Raider masses because there's plenty of us, my friend we're here Raider Nation for life that's not you just don't say that stuff and don't believe it man it's in my heart it's in my soul I wear it every day on my cars on my motorcycle it's a Raider Nation forever just remember that whether we win lose or tie it's always Raiders till we die and that's all I got to say about that for now I'm going to make my prediction. Warren, Fatass ass Sapp. Raiders 38, Bronco hose 24. That's it. I'm out.
0: Well, that's not what the score was, but Warren Sapp, let's just sit for a second on this big fat fuck. That tub of shit took a paycheck every fucking month, every week from the Raiders. He took money from them, talked shit about them and continues to do so. Hey, if you didn't like the team, you should have left, fuckhead. I cannot stand that big pile of shit. And I can't, he's a tub of shit. And I saw on YouTube someone burning their Raider fr- f- jersey, Raider towel, or Raider blanket or something on YouTube. And uh, just let me say this if you're burning your shit because you're frustrated, then you never were a Raider fan to begin with, man, because you need to buy in. And if you're not buying in, then you're out. There's plenty of fans. We don't need you if you're not part of it. And don't come crawling back when we start to win because you'll be pointed out immediately. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have the Kansas Raider. He's a little flustered, (laughs) you think?
3: I am getting pissed off. What the hell are we doing out there? I'm sorry. This is Kansas Raider coming at you. Sorry to let y'all. But, anyways, what the hell is going on, man? I'm getting pissed off. I'm watching the game. No, do I really think we was going to win this game? Absolutely not. Did not even think it. But I want to be competitive in the game. We're not being competitive. We're not even. Man, there's no reason why we do not have any kind of Russian guards whatsoever. It is getting ridiculous, man. I'm just, I'm tired of this shit. My sister-in-law is a fucking Broncos fan, and I fucking hate the fucking Broncos. Like, I want the whole damn place to blow the fuck up, and no one ever goes to Denver and plays ever again. Do not think I'm a a terrorist, so I probably shouldn't have said that. But that's how fucking pissed off I am about these fucking Broncos, man. I'm tired of this shit. Raiders, figure out what the fuck we gotta do, man. Whatever we have to do. The whole freaking coaching staff needs to be fired. I've said it a long time ago. That coaching staff fucking sucks. Their play calling fucking sucks, man. I can see a little bit of difference. Derek Carr is the shit. I'm 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 okay. I'm content with him being the dude in Oakland. But man, we gotta get some someone to catch the ball for him. We gotta get some freaking running backs that can fucking run the ball more than just one yard. If we don't figure something out, man, it's going to be a terrible decade. Yes, I expected us to go to the Super Bowl within Three years. I said that. In three years we will be in the Super Bowl and I really believe that. But if we do not figure it out defense wise if we can't well, yeah, still defense, offense, both—they both still suck. If we can't figure this shit out very soon, then we're going to be in trouble. No, I do not want Gruden to come and be the coach. I know everybody wants to hear oh Gruden this Gruden that. I don't want. I love her. I'm a Gruden fanatic, but he—he's he, not—he's not there no more. It's not his time no more. Let's get a legit cool coach and a great coaching staff. That's what we need. We don't need a great coach, just one coach. We need a great coaching staff and a good coach. And I promise you, we will be successful. Man, I'm hoping and praying that maybe I'm just, I'm outside right now and I'll go inside and I'll watch this game and we're up like 14 points and That'll be fucking great. But let's be real, it's not going to happen. I'll be listening to the podcast later on. Just to listen to it. I listen to it every week, man. Just to, to keep my day busy. Keep my day going great. All right. Signing out. a Nation till I die.
0: Well, you probably should have stayed outside. <laughs> uh, no. You know, you're right. We need a new staff. We need some players too, bro. We're a fucking mess. <laughs> we need to start over. Ugh. Thanks for the call, man. And a diehard fan that I've listened to many, many times on my show, and I thank him for his many, many takes. Pennsylvania Raider up in the house. What's up, brother?
3: What's up, Nations? Pennsylvania Raider. Just uh, sitting here after the game drinking a Manhattan with uh, some Southern comfort. Uh, we needed it after that game. Uh, first quarter was good, and, well, you saw it. I don't have to go over anything else. Uh, I, I don't know how many three and outs we had. I, I What, like five? I don't know. Um, I think uh, the consensus is, um, at least from this Raiders fan's perspective, uh, David Carr is nothing special. He He's just a rookie doing what he can. I do still think we should give him at least another season. Uh, with a good coach, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get uh, Gruden or uh, maybe Harbaugh or somebody else in there. Uh, so, um, yeah, Carr does deserve another season with a different coach. But uh, from what we're looking at now, Nation, he's he's not sure. He's got a lot to learn. We have a long, long way to go. Staring 0-16 right in the face, man. Not looking good. Not looking good. But, um, you know, on the uh, on the upside, we have a Veterans Day coming up Tuesday. God bless all the vets. Thank you. And um, that's it. So, uh, all right, Nation, we'll see you next Sunday. Peace.
0: You know, it's a great comment. Carr, I like him. I like his fire. Beginning of the season, he was all pumped up. He was making better plays, way better than he is now. I think it's the surrounding cast, but... You know, I think we should draft another quarterback. We just can't put all our eggs in one basket. He's a good player, and he might end up being the franchise quarterback, but you can always trade another guy, trust me, uh, if if we need to. Uh, coaching staff and everything else needs to change, and we just got so many changes. But uh, Carr looks good to me. Uh, but then again, you got to hedge your bets in this game. Thanks for the call, brother. And I love this caller, always have. He's so raw, it's good, it's good. I love the HD Raider out of Orange County. Listen to him.
3: Uh, good evening, Raider Nation. This is the HD Raider out here in Orange County. You know, man, I don't want to um, talk about, uh, point things at players, I don't want to point, uh, about, uh, uh schemes and all that bullshit. We know the season's done. But it is what it is, man. We just don't have the horses. But who I do want to address is fucking Mark Davis. How, sir, do you lay your fucking head on the pillow every fucking night, write checks with these motherfuckers every goddamn week or whatever, and be okay with this bullshit? Honestly, man, that, that, that shit is pathetic. I mean, it's like, you don't give a fuck? Well, the part that kills me the worst is, is how how many times they flash the camera on Elway in your house. This motherfucker on the sidelines in your house. They're giving him props on your house, sir. Do you even show up for the games? Are you even there? Get off your fucking ass. Fuck Reggie McKenzie. Fuck goddamn Sperano. You know, which is a nice guy. Don't get me wrong, but he ain't the, He's not the answer for your head coaching needs. Mark Davis, this shit lands at your goddamn feet. Quit pointing and fucking fingers, you guys, the Raider Nation, at players and schemes. It's this motherfucker. Either sell that goddamn team or get off your ass. We as the Raider Nation want 100% commitment that we will never see a year like this ever again. I don't give a fuck if what you do but you've got to go out and get the right people to run this organization if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Harbaugh, if the Niners are stupid enough to let him go, you better give that fucker the king's ransom. That fucker's got a bad case in his mouth, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he wants a Super Bowl back. And when he's gone, he's turning it around. Mark Davis, this is on you, my man. Derek Carr, I feel for you. Mac, I feel for you. you. have we have some young players that are trying. But these veterans, man, they fucking impacted in a long time ago. Mark Davis, get off your ass and do something. Show your presence. Make your presence felt in the organization that you own. If not, damn it, give up the goddamn post. I'll be in San Diego next week when loser tie of Sula Raider and Fucking hurts like a motherfucker. Later, Greg, I'm going to be looking for you out there. Randy, you too. Hey, anybody want to come by the tailgate? Get a beer, get a dog, get a burger. You're all welcome. But you got to have silver and black on. I'm
0: out. Didn't I just say that in my show? Mark Davis is a pussy. He needs to sell this fucking team because he's inept. I can't even say enough about it. You know, and I'm not. You said everything, brother, and I thank you for it. And I will come by for a hot dog, by the way. And next we have Ruben from North Carolina. What's happening, man? I know it's cold as hell over there. What's up?
3: Radio Greg, Radio Randy, Radio Nation, what's up? This is Ruben from North Carolina wanna say good morning to you. It was a day after the terrible loss to the Bronco host. Um not a very good game to watch. It was tight in the beginning, but uh just man, what a game. Really really blue. Um just wanna to touch on a couple things. Uh Greg, uh you know last episode the seemed like to be given going easy on uh Reggie McKenzie. And um uh, I I was agreeing with some of your takes. But um, I'm starting to do a little bit of analyzing myself. And I think he uh, i think he does need to go, even though regardless of the five-year field. Mike Davis probably won't fire him because he has a five-year contract or whatnot. But um, I think he needs to go. Uh, proving these assistant coaches and the head coaches, that's where he really, really messed up on. And I think the other thing he messed up on was playing this Moneyball. I know trying to clear up the, the um, salary cap for the team was was like priority number one, but he sacrificed a lot of talent leaving and coming in to Oakland. And who knows, even giving Dennis Allen the, the right tools for him to succeed here in Oakland. But um, that's the way I look at it. Um, I don't know if Moneyball works in the NFL. I don't know if too many teams... That are really, really successful at it. There's, there's, are far few in between. I either say the Packers and the Steelers are probably the best at it, but they also have great staff in their the organization as far as recruiting, scouting, and all the other stuff that goes along with the job. Um, the Raiders don't have that right now. Um, in regard, you know, not to speak bad on them about them, but Al Davis really, didn't stay with the times, and for us to play catch-up after all these years, um, it's not really going to help. Uh, I don't know if Reggie's plan is going to be successful, but um, I hope it is, but I, don't, I just don't know. You know, you got this article coming out saying that players don't want to come to Oakland and all this other stuff. I mean, it's, I think that's part of the deal. Reggie's you know, not, Reggie not wanting to pay any free agents and letting our young good talented free agents walk doesn't help either. And um the other thing I'm calling about is these uh fans going on social media and giving Derek Carr a hard time about yesterday's loss. And that's my look it wasn't Derek Carr that, that missed a tackle on a thirty nine and went fifty one yards on a on a touchdown. Um there was a lot of mistakes on defense and that was that's not Derek Carr's fault. Yeah, he had two interceptions, but Lord have mercy. Look at the play calling that we've, been, that we've seen since last season. It's Grace Olsen's offense is the problem. Not Derek Carr. Derek Carr's got the talent. The guy's 22 years old. Yeah, he's going to make some rookie mistakes. No, Peyton Manning in his rookie season had 28 interceptions. If you don't believe me, look it up, Brady Nation. The guy had twenty eight interceptions and threw for thirty seven hundred yards. And that's with Marshall Falk and Marvin Harrison on the roster. Two Hall of Famers. Now, if you know, if you guys can't go back and figure that out and do the research on your own, don't go around talking on social media and, and making comments and so you have no clue what you're talking about, because you really sound stupid to be honest with you. Come up with the facts, make your argument. Don't make these blatant arguments and statements that make no sense. Give the guy a break. He's a rookie. The time I used to Marcus Russell, who held out, didn't come to for the offense, didn't know the offense, then came came back out of shape, overweight, and fat, and, didn't give, and fell asleep during meetings. Derek Carr is, is a natural leader. The guy is trying his best with what he, what he has. On, next. We're we're better than that. Let's get this kind of support that you need. Uh, get let's uh, hopefully we can get some weapons from a couple of uh, right guards and right tackle, uh, running back and a wide right receiver in the draft. Um, you know, get and get a head coach and I think uh Derek Park of and help bring his team back to the winning ways that we're that we're used to way back in the day. Because it's moving.
2: I'm not
0: used
3: to moving this like this. It sucks. So on that note, Nation, I hope everyone has a good day. Uh, talk to you soon.
0: Bye. First of all, that was a great take and I appreciate you laying that on us. Anybody talking about Derek Carr, <laughs> he's 22, man. It's his first season in the league. I know we've been beat up and pushed around and ended up with some turkeys like Jamarcus, Jacarcus, but he is not in that even in that same category, man. We're all hurting. There's a lot of excuses, a lot of people pissed, a lot of this crap will go down, but don't be stupid and bag on one of the best players we've had in years. I appreciate your call, man, and your take. Reggie McKenzie, I'm just paranoid that he's going to get this draft because I think he sucks. He's going to get another year, I'm I'm telling you. Mark's going to give him another year. And Mark, he's lost. You know, ugh. thanks for the call, brother. I couldn't ask for a better time for this. <laughs> My good brother. I love this guy. My friend. Money Man has spoken. Radar.
4: Yeah. This is Money Man has spoken. Radar. Wow. Oh in that and count. Yeah. <laughs> the comedy show is still on in full effect. And for the last month, we have seen an abysmal performance versus Arizona, clueless in Cleveland, shitty in Seattle, and just plain dumb and dumb versus Denver. <laughs> like, come on, we we really need to stop kidding ourselves here. We need to because you, know, if you, you guys see it. You guys see it. You might deny it, but you see it. Now you don't have to accept it. I know there's gonna be a big reason as why you don't because then that would be saying that Money man was right again, and you would rather for him to be wrong and this team go 0-16 <laughs> than the latter. But, you know, it's okay. But I won't dwell on that. You saw it. So, you know, just keep thinking that there's a possibility things will get better. Just keep thinking it. But I'm going to go on to other things that are, no, they're less pressing, but they're still something to consider as in changing. And it's Coach Sperano and Greg Olson. They are definitely a dumb and dumber duo. Sperano reminds me of Dennis Allen 2.0 and defending Greg Olson. Because I'm like, what in the fuck are you talking about? He's done a great job. That is absolutely ridiculous. The offensive coordinator should have went with Dennis Allen. And I'm just surprised that Mark Davis allows this bullshit to continue. He is definitely not his daddy. Because his daddy would have been able to put a stop to that bullshit. How can you complete 30 motherfucking passes and not go <laughs> over 200 yards? It's beyond me. But that's uh, that's old car, some of it, but not all of it. A lot of it has to do with Greg Olson and this shitty-ass play calling. Sperano's supposed to be so good with the offensive line. Yes, he they in pass protection. No, they're damn good in pass protection, but running the ball? Oh, no. So we got to do something else about that. It's terrible, man. It's terrible. And I'm sitting there thinking, how in the fuck do you go and grab a right tackle, pay him thirty million dollars over five years, move him to right guard, and watch him sting up the joint and too stubborn to move him to his natural position. Please, fire these motherfuckers right now, Mark Davis, please. Huh. Personnel, I ain't even going to personnel. It's just so pathetic that you know already they got guys on the field that should not be out there, Miles Birds in particular. But that's a fave. He's always been a fave, and he'll continue to be one. And he'll continue to whiff on tackles and everything else. I called this long ago, but nobody wanted to listen. But that's another story. I also called the free agent pickup that somebody was so happy about getting that one time, but they didn't want to hear what I had to say on that. They thought they had something, and now they feel true. But, you know, that's just the way it is. Hopefully, 2015, we'll bring us something better, you know, a great coach, coordinators, the like, you know, personnel. We'll get back to the greater greatness of old. But until then, it's just lose, baby, and it's saying that rate a nation rate Grid. I'm out
0: very good points, all. I love your calls, brother, uh full of wisdom, and um yeah, we had we have to have hope for our free agents that we picked up, man, they were old and beat up, and yeah, you are probably right, but <laughs> we got them, they were ours. You could just hope for the best and look what happened. And as far as our coaching is concerned, it's a sham. Uh, I don't think anybody besides the uh, special teams coach deserves to have a job. Reggie McKenzie don't deserve to have a job because uh, I think he just lucked out last year. In his five-year stretch, he has much more losers than he has winners. We need to have an owner that is uh, in love with his team. This owner is missing in action. He is not a raider. He is not passionate about this team. He's talking out of his ass. Anyone who's passionate about something lives it, spends his life in it, is represented by it. And Mark Davis is just a a puff of smoke. And you know what happens to smoke? It just dissipates quickly. Sell the team, Mark. You're a loser. And I like your call, man. I always do. Keep calling back. Someday we might get better. Stranger things have happened.
5: This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from Lake Tahoe, California, and not London, England. I'm sorry I missed the bone line, Raider Greg, so you won't be able to respond to this particular message, but just wanted to call in and uh, share what's been happening with the 2014 Crusade. Since I've been here in the States, I had the honour of uh, speaking at the Oaktown Pirates funeral, uh, which was a really special occasion to celebrate the life of Oaktown, Azel and all that he did for the Raider Nation. This was followed up with a fans convention in Oakland, uh, spending time with Tony Guzman at the Ford dealership, meeting other fans uh, at other events and obviously spending time with Ricky at uh, Ricky's on Monday night with uh, Randy. Now up in Lake Tahoe. And do you you see, I haven't mentioned once the Raider game against the Broncos because that's gone. We can do nothing about that game. It's gone. But now looking forward to San Diego, the next part of the 2014 crusade, linking up with Raider Greg and Randy and other people in the Raider Nation down there in South Oakland and hoping that this will be the end of our streak and the first win of the 2014 season. Having a great time, Raider Nation. Look forward to uh, seeing you guys down there. And go Raiders. Go Raiders. Well, Redder Nation,
0: on this Veterans Day, I want to thank all the men and women of the services. It sounds like it's kind of passe, but it's not for me. My mom and dad both served our country proudly, father in World War II, as as well as my my mother. My late parents were great people, part of the greatest generation. I have to take my hat off to all the young people sacrificing their life and, and, and things that they love here at home to protect us, to keep our way of life, The way it is to give us the freedom to watch football, enjoy sports, enjoy our families and have the freedoms that we deserve and live with here in the United States of America. So I'm going to end this show with this. I know I sound kind of bummed because I am. I'm I'm freaking pissed off and I'm kind of bummed out. I'm so tired of the what ifs. I'm so tired of the next year. Next year, perhaps, we'll get a coaching staff. Next year, perhaps, we'll get a players or two. Next year, perhaps, we'll win a few games. Next year, perhaps, we'll even try to win the AFC West. Next year, we might have a new ownership. Next year, we might be playing in San Antonio. I am sick of the next years. My hope is next year brings victory. Next year brings a contract for a new stadium in Oakland. Next year brings a new ownership group that buys this team and puts money into it as well as effort and all the things needed to cultivate a winning culture. Next year, I hope we get a a fantastic general manager who turns things around. Next year, next year, next year. We can only hope for next year. And until then, we will ride out this roller coaster because you can't get off. Enjoy the wins that we get, if any. Enjoy the small victory in plays that are successful and cause some excitement because that is what we have, Raider Nation. And until next week, I'm going to be off to San Diego to see our Raiders play the (laughs) boltless, nutless, chargeless Chargers. Hopefully we can get a W there in their house. I'm not holding my breath, but stranger things have happened. Keep up, Raider Nation, because no one's got it worse than us, and we're still hanging. We're still Raider Nation, still loud, still proud, 0-9, and you can't keep us down. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.